when people want to impress you, they will tell you, you know, I was with a, 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 I was with a Mpokubelo. Not Mpokubelo. So, no, but the, the Bible says they say the two shall become one. So, so, when people want to impress you, they will start mentioning certain names. So, the idea is not that you, 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 you hear what they are saying. The idea is that you attach them to the presence or to the knowing of somebody. You, you realize it when you are in a conversation around people. You know, when I was with Nukaintobi, uh, that one. So automatically, the person wants you to understand that he moves around with certain individuals of a certain caliber. Now imagine when we say to people, when I was in the presence of the Lord. So it becomes completely different. Because you are relating to power, you are relating to everything that is possible in the humankind. When you were in the presence of the Lord. When uh, when we started, uh, our leader was mentioning that the spirit of the Lord is in this place. And uh, he was mentioning the, the, the war room, the prayer room this morning. And then as I sit there, I, I thought to myself, I said, Lord, you work in wonders. Uh, because, you know, the excitement we had this morning, the, the powerful singing, uh, yeah, the, the worship team. We can only do things out of the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So when we are happy, when God is happy, he strengthens us. And then when we are strengthened, whatever we do, we do it with excitement. But when we are beaten around, we are pushed to do things. Whatever that is being requested from us, it needs to be pushed. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. So when he is happy, we draw strength. And then when we draw strength, whatever we do in the house of the Lord and outside the community, we do it with joy. That's why sometimes you find people doing things that are that you we as the church, we don't even attempt or come close of doing in terms of the community work and all that. But the church has the capability to do all these things. And as the, the year started, um, the church has been going through uh, what I would call an equipping. Started with the word. The teachings of the word uh, came the, the, um, when the first few weeks we spoke about uh, Jesus or it was spoken to us about Jesus and we went on to the Holy Spirit and when I looked at all these teachings I realized that God doesn't want us to have a godly form but denying its power so God is working on the character of the church. So for God to work on the character of the church, he needs to bring everything that makes the church. So God is not trying to make us better Christians. Because there's no better Christians. There's Christians. So the difference, there's no, you can't come and say, hey, you know, that one is a better Christian. Which one is the, which one is the Christian? is a better Christian. Because the reason why they said, but those ones were with Christ, so we will call them Christians. They were not, they didn't say we will call them the better Pharisees. Or we will call them the better high priests. But they were Christians. So throughout the beginning of this year, we see the heart of God 
for the church. Everything that has been spoken, it works into what makes the church. It works into what makes us to be called Christians. So if we are to be called Christians, then I appeal to your heart, to your mind, to your spirit. We have already appealed to each other's appearance this morning. You see, if I came here wearing chief's uh, chief's uh, clothes. I will offend others. Parents, please don't look like that. Uh, So I will offend others. But then when I put a tie, I appeal to you to listen. It is unfortunate, but it is the truth. If I come here wearing my shorts, you are going to take 50% of the time while I'm preaching, analyzing what am I wearing. Why am I wearing it? Is it proper because I'm wearing it in the pulpit? So you are going to take the whole time trying to analyze that and miss the message. So since well we have dealt with the appearance part and me appealing to you, now I would like to appeal to your spirit, to your inner man. Because your inner man needs to also accept the things of God. And the things of God are not, are not accepted by the appearance. That's why the Bible says don't only have a godly form but denying its power. It is because of the appearance. So we continue this morning under the subject of the Holy Spirit. It is a subject that uh, it's so 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 big, so diverse, so it, it's very, it's... it's very. So we continue because last week it, it was started and then we continue to hear about the Holy Spirit in the beginning. And then this morning we will continue, we will read different scriptures because the Holy Spirit has been revealed in different ways in the Bible, throughout the Bible history. We see the Holy Spirit being revealed. And you see, there are things that we will be able to understand, there are things that we won't understand. So in other words, you cannot want to understand something that you are not in the level of that thing. In other words, what I'm saying is that the things of the Spirit must be understood in the spirit. In other words, flesh cannot understand. So if I'm going to talk about the spirit and you respond in flesh, may I assure and guarantee you that you will live the same this morning. Because you are trying to access the things of the spirit in your fleshly way. We're reading from the book of John, chapter 16. John, chapter 16, we are going to read from verse 12 to 14. You see, the challenge we have as a church is that sometimes we become ignorant. We don't wish to be ignorant. But we end up becoming ignorant of our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And these things are caused by time. By they, they are caused by how, how we become uh, how we become uh, what is the word? We are being, we are being more we, we take the Holy Spirit as a something that happens a once-off experience. So when a person comes in and says, and the Holy Spirit was moving. But you see, that's not what God promised us. And I want us to look intently at what God has said about the Holy Spirit. And then after we have looked at then we will also look into our hearts and see, Lord, where are we? Because it is, the only, it is only the Holy Spirit with the world. Who's going to divide us with the world? Yeah, you'll catch it as we go. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 16, verse 12 to 14. 
John 16, verse 12, verse 14. I have much more to say to you, more than that you can bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he receives what he makes what he makes known to you. Now, when we look at the John, we, we hear of a promise that God makes. But you see, we see Jesus talking about the spirit, uh, sorry, the, the, his spirit. The spirit now, the Bible says, it says, I have much more to say to you. And when, when you start looking at that opening, you realize that there is a continuation of teaching that has to happen. So in other words, everything doesn't end up from just receiving Christ. We continue to be built in the spirit. So Jesus says, he says, I have much more to say to you. So in other words, there are many things that Jesus would have spoken. But then because he realizes the heart, he realizes the mind, he realizes that these people cannot comprehend everything that I want to say. But also he looks at how troubled they are. You see, the beauty about God and the beauty about why Jesus said, and the spirit when he comes, he will guide you into all truth. One was because Jesus knows exactly where we are at every minute and every point. He knows exactly what you need at what time. So Jesus will never give you standard 10 while you are still at standard 2. He will give you exactly what you need for grade 1. So when he assesses the situation around him and around the disciples, he says to them, there is much more that I would like to say. You see, sometimes the reason why we end up not capturing what God wants to say is because at times we get excited of being blown away. So when we, blow, when we are blown away, we are unable to hear what God is saying. So in other words, there is much more than what God wants to say. But the miracles and the things that are happening, they make us think that we have received everything that we need. That's why people who flock or who follow miracles, after they have been heard, they come back and they are empty and you realize this person is so empty I cannot even understand. The reason is because whatever he captured was only a certain thing for a certain moment. Now if you look at if you look at the if you look at what uh, sorry if you look at the the disciples at that time their hearts were also grieved. Now, these people, they had two things in their mind. One sentence in, and that had two things. They had a king that restores. They have seen miracles and everything. But they were also faced with a threat of crucifixion. That this man is going to die. So, this one, they couldn't put the two in the same sentence. A king who has every power and is going to be crucified. Now you must understand that there are things that God knows that if he was to tell us everything, we would not be able to comprehend because we are stressed out. How do you hear when you are stressed? How do you hear when you are troubled? How do you hear when your mind is all over? How do you understand the spirit of God when he speaks into your life and you yourself are just completely overwhelmed? Now the Bible says, I have many things to tell you. 
But because I understand the state of your mind, I cannot say everything. But the spirit of truth, you must underline those words, the spirit of truth. Because there are many spirits that would come and that will speak but Jesus was clear. He said, when the spirit of truth comes, now we pick up that the spirit of truth, John 14 verse 17, it says, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept, because it does not see him or know him. We are going to deal with chapter 16. But let's just, let's, just bring, let's just talk about the spirit. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot accept because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he resides with you and will be in you. And chapter 15 verse 26. When the advocate comes, somebody who speaks on your behalf. When the advocate comes, somebody who's very educated. When the advocate comes, somebody who's higher than a lawyer. When the advocate comes whom I will send you from the Father, the spirit of what? The spirit of what? Not the spirit of Kalakuns. Yeah. Not, the, not any other type of a spirit. But the spirit of truth, who goes out from where? From the Father, he will testify about me. Now, I want us to bring it from where God begins these promises. Now, the Bible says, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot do what? Whom the world cannot accept. The spirit of truth, whom the world, whom the world cannot accept. So it is very clear that the spirit of truth is only accepted by Christians, by believers, by those who have accepted Christ. That is the only people who will be able to accept the spirit of truth. So there is a promise that God has made. The Bible says, when the advocate comes, whom I will send from the Father. So there is a promise that Jesus makes. There is a promise that God makes. Every now and then, when we comes, when we comes against trouble, or persecution, or unsettling circumstances and situations, sometimes they paralyzes us. Because we have never recognized and realized that we have a promise of an advocate. Okay, maybe we must go a little bit uh, slow, slow. God has made a promise of sending the Holy Spirit. He says to Peter, oh, sorry, in the book of Acts chapter, 30, 32, uh, chapter 2, verse 38 and 39. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You will receive the gift of miracles. You will receive the gift of Range Rover. You will receive the gift of Santin. Whatever. That one. So, but Jesus says, it writes in the book of Acts. Peter says, you will receive the gift. You will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to receive any other gift. You are not going to be empty. 
You are not going to fight battles alone. There is a gift. There is a gift. Sometimes, you know, we sing, what was the song? Now, when we sing those songs, it is because there is a gift. There is a gift in us. That gift makes you to become what you are when the world speaks a different language. Because the Bible says this gift the world knows him not. He cannot be accepted by the world. It is not a gift to the world. We must be clear about this gift. You see, the church mustn't produce all uh, stars. The church must be all stars. Because when everybody in the church recognizes the gift, we then all become stars. You see, you see, that's why Peter, he was able to be strong to face all the challenges. But he was also weak enough to realize that it is because of God in me, not the power that I have. Now, the church will be able to produce. When the spirit of God is alive in the church, it will produce people that you will sit next to. They will be very strong people. But they will also be meek people. In a sense that they are able to recognize that everything I am, it is because of Jesus. Can I make an example? And it's just an example. You know examples are examples. Yeah. So in our church, we have many, many people. And I think we must recognize that God has blessed us. With people in different uh, uh, people in different I didn't want levels but I wanted I wanted uh, corporate categories you know people in different categories so, so, so we have people in high positions. Then we have people who run businesses. Entrepreneurs and blah, 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 blah. And then we have people who lead massive, uh, massive corporates. But let us appreciate the, 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 the community that God has given us as a church. That while we have all these giftings, some of us don't even know where I'm going in other churches. To be able to know who's doing what in that church. Who's who in the zoo. You know, you'll be able to realize. That man is a powerful man. Yeah, he's a powerful man. So, so where, where I'm going is that the Holy Spirit makes all of us stars makes all of us to be in the same category. Are you hearing me, church? So, because only the Christians, only the church can, can accept and, and receive this gift. It is a gift that makes us one. So our offering gift affect We must know that this gift does not uh, affecting you. Amen. You will receive 
the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. So God has called you to receive the gift. The gift of God I receive it because you pray harder than the other person. Sometimes we think those about two hours. You know, when I can find myself praying like that one. You know, that one you, you can hear when he prays, it's thunder and storm. You can hear the earthquake coming when he's praying that the church is going to shake now. But the Bible says, for the gift is for who? For all. For all. He says, I have much more to say to who? To you. To you. So Jesus personalizes the Holy Spirit. So he doesn't make it something for Sunday service. He doesn't make it for some powerful archbishop. Powerful bishop doesn't unlock, oh my goodness, doesn't unlock the Holy Spirit. He doesn't come in and say, Rabba Kata, unlock, fill the church. You know, so he doesn't unlock, but the Bible says, for the gift is for you. So it's a promise that God has made. You see, we are going to get to... Okay, I was looking for the time. Wherever we end, we end. Unfortunately, that's how it is. It is what it is. I don't know. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. The Bible says, and when you heard the... Oh my God, here comes that word again. And when you heard what? When you heard the truth. And when you heard the word of truth. The gospel of our salvation. And when you did that, what again? And, oh, there you go. Okay. And, and you also were. Where are you and you also, when you included in Christ, when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your what? Of your salvation. When you did what? When you believed. When you believed. You were marked with a seal of the promise of the Holy Spirit. You know, when you are dealing with the Holy Spirit, you... You, you don't know where to start, where to finish. Because it is humongous. It's big. It's, it's broad. Maybe I'm not using the right English. It's broad. It says, you, you, when you believed Christ, you were marked with a seal of the promise of the Holy Spirit. Verse 14. Oh, verse 14. Whom is the down... I, man, I can't hear this verse. Whom is the down payment of our inheritance? Huh? Hmm? It says, he said, what? Alright. Do you understand that? God is saying, to make sure that when you belong to me, to make sure that they can understand that God is saying, when you belong to me, it, says, it is fine because I'm not taking you now. Because I'm not going with you now to heaven. All right, you are remaining. He says, let me put this thing so that they can recognize that you have been sealed. 
Okay, maybe it's not coming down very <laughs> When you get to a, a shop, <laughs> which many of us go, <laughs> and many of us were taught by our special Okay, I uh, Many of us were taught that lay by. We mostly know lay by. So when you go to a shop and say, Mr. Salesman, I like this rock. But you know this rock. I am not taking it now. But when Oscar Mr. Salesman, now I don't want people to see this rock anymore. I don't want these people to see this rock anymore. Now, because I don't want people to see this rock, I am going to give you something. And then with this something, take the rock, hide it somewhere, I will come back for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So it says, who, who is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of God's own We are God's possession. When you don't recognize that you are God's possession, I cannot make you to recognize it. You must recognize it yourself. That you are God's possession. Hallelujah. You are God's possession. So, you see, the work of the Holy Spirit is to make sure that we understand that it is very clear within us that we belong to God. I can't even see you because we're not on a down payment for it. There is a down payment for your life. Are you hearing me, Brother? When, when, when people, when the devil enters a shop and looking for stock, 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 stock. What is stock? Like, like you are going to buy stock. Yeah. Okay. Stock. Stock, stock. <laughs> so when, when the devil is looking for stock. But when he enters the store, which is the world we live in, when he enters the shop, or the wholesale, or the supermarket of the world, he cannot find you because there was a down payment on your life. You are hidden. You are hidden. You are hidden at the back. They are two aside. Because the Holy Spirit. You must know. There's a guarantee. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8. Chapter 16, we will deal with it. I want us to understand that we need to see how we can manage and manage the situation. We work slow, slow, slowly, but we finish. Romans chapter eight, verse nine. Romans eight, verse nine. You again, not, not many, not Iabanese, not, not, not you. I wonder where that can say all of us. So it's all of us. Nina Nongke. It says you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Why do we like S. Bazalwani to say, Why is Tanas Nabazalano good? Whatever hands be hand. Yes, I can does gasly. Good Hotuns at Takatakanta to Semudumo, Kurdisa deep to one another. Unta Takatakanta, Lemufrika, no Muntinti, Marga, Limuleke, Takafrita. O twins are in Infinis in Father Banjota. Mamanaru it. But there, Mamuez, Mamanaru it. Oh, yes. But the Bible says, but you, when there are things that are 
which are very critical to our characters as Christians. The Bible says, do not, do not grieve. Do not grieve. Do not grieve. So you can flip-flop characters. Do not grieve. No, not grieve you are. All right. So the Bible says, do not grieve. So let me just offer him the beginning. You cannot flip flop. Christianity. It can be Christ in me. You know, you know what, what Mandela said? One day he said, uh, I don't remember very well, but I'll just try and get that line. He said, he respects a man whose principles, whose principles doesn't change depending on who's around him or who he surrounds himself with. Who is big English? A man who does not change his principles because of the people who are around around him. Do you understand that? In other words, he's simply saying, I say one thing. And then I say a different thing. He says, I don't respect such a man. Because if I say I'm with Gaddafi, I'm with Gaddafi. And these are my reasons. Whether Bush you don't like Gaddafi or what, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go like, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, no. I'll tell you straight, no, that man, like him, he supports us. It's as simple as that. Whether you like it or you don't like it, it's your own problem. No, it's not, not my problem. problem. So, it's a prince. so now, with Christianity, the Holy Spirit doesn't want us to flip-flop. The Holy Spirit doesn't want us that when ourselves are grieved, we got it. When ourselves are grieved, when ourselves are wronged, then we change our behavior. Because now we feel like we want to respond. You, however, are not in the flesh. But in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ. This person does not belong to God. It is clear. The Bible says, if indeed Think about it. You know, the Bible, the Bible is not. If indeed, how can it be? It is not. 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 And saying, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, it appeals to us. What makes us be called Christians? Not only in the church, in our families. What makes us to be called Christians? Are we just happy to be called Christians because we are? regular attendees of the church. back to Jobek, you know, I need to attend church. So good they know so much that you are a Christian because it's like your Christianity is it's only the attendance but not the character.
Hej, et tabel og så videre. The Holy Spirit helps us to make or do that which is generally not expected by the world. Go what the world expect us to do. The Holy Spirit makes us not to do it. The Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. By the change of a mind. Be ye transformed. So when the government says transformation, you can actually not put that sentence between the government and the communities. But here in the Bible it says be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. So in other words, your mind cannot also respond the way the world expects you to respond. When we stoop low, when we go, Arik is a classy. That's when we accept the world to dictate. It's very clear and it's simple. We grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, there are things that the world do to us. Very, very bad things. Things that you would want to think. But the Holy Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. And simply because a drunk person does what he can do when he's not drunk. Have you ever seen people have drunk? Maybe the Christmas party. The whole year, he doesn't even greet you. Hello. But the day he gets an opportunity to be drunk. Yeah, I know I've been looking at you. I've been saying me and you. You see now, he has, able, he has been able to put aside his nature or his his ordinary or the he has been able to put it aside. Now he operates under the drunkenness spirit. Now the Bible says be ye not be, be with wine. Because what you are going to do oh my God what you are going to do can only be done by the drunken people. Because those who see you doing it, they will ask themselves, why are you doing it? But they won't understand that you are drunk. But by the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me? Those who see you not harboring revenge. Those who see you not harboring hatred. Those who see you not harboring anger. Those who see you when you are offended to the last degree of offense. But when they see you on how you respond. How can we be a church that cannot forgive? How, how do we even put that sentence between ourselves and Christ? How do we become that type of a church? Is God happy with such a church? A church full of hypocrites. People who say one thing and do the other. People who say, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a praying. But you can't even forgive. The Bible says, be not 
Do not be drunk. You read it. Full of wine. But through the Spirit of God. I want to finish, but this must be clear. It must be very clear that the Holy Spirit makes us to do things that when people look, when your aunties and your uncles and your brothers and everybody look, they are thinking, and they will say to you, when I go to you are and you are sober. Then, you, oh, oh, then, then it's an opportunity to say, yeah, you see, I'm drunk by the Holy Spirit. Because he makes me do what the world cannot comprehend or understand They cannot They cannot see it. They, they are unable to unpack it. Because according to the standard of the world, we are supposed to be offended. Don't be offended by your brother. Don't go to hell because you were offended by your brother. Don't take 120 full speed to hell because you are holding a grudge with your brother. 120. Next month. Next of next year. I don't want anything to do with I met him. I don't know what I don't know what I is our helper. We cannot do these things. That's why it is clear the Bible says operate at a level that you cannot explain it. When a person is drunk, the operation levels have changed. It is now the wine that operates or the alcohol that operates. So in other words, this person has been fast-tracked into a new level. Now we need to also be transformed into a certain level of operation, which is the operation of the Holy Spirit. Or do you not know it is, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you whom you have from God and you are not your own I think I will close with this other one one day we will go back to John 16 one. John, I just wanted to talk about this gift that God has given us. And all the other things that he has said to him, he must do. But there must be a base of this gift. There must be a base for this gift. The Bible says it is a promise. The Bible says it is a gift. So a gift tends to be received. I can put a gift here and go back to uh, Japan, Japan and visit the Chinese and then come back. Don't worry, Vazelwani. I'm not going to come back with Corolla, but I'm just saying I put a gift here. But the recipient Ah, we have received a gift. Ah, we have received a gift. Ten years we have received a gift. He doesn't accept the gift. It is a gift. It is a gift. God has promised. He who has promised. It is this gift that makes us to be unique. 
it is this gift that makes us. Are we not to be offended? Yes, we'll be offended. But the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will guide us into all truth. He will remind us that we must forgive. Actions cannot remind you not to forgive. Actions will remind you why you should not forgive. Are you hearing me? The things that will happen to you will be a reminder of why definitely, definitely you must do what you are doing. But the Bible says the Holy Spirit will be your reminder. We read the last verse. For to us, God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depth of God. For whom among men knows the thoughts of a man except the Spirit of a man? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows. Except the Spirit of God. Now we have received. Not the Spirit of the world. But the Spirit who is from God. So that we may know the things that are freely given to us. How will we know when we are not connected to the Spirit of God? How will we know? I can only know your mind when I'm in you, which is impossible for men. But the Bible says the spirit searches. It searches. It goes around, it searches. But if he doesn't have a place to search, it's not going to search in your heart. The Bible says the same spirit that is with God. How would we know? How would we know what God wants? We're just not walking like headless chicken. Let, 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 let me just walk. I'll see what hits me. When it hits me, I'll deal with it. When it hits me. But the spirit of God in our hearts, whom we have received, it is a promise of God. It is a gift. While it is a gift, we have accessed by receiving it. And when we receive it, he abides in us. And when he abides in us, he reveals God. Father, we thank you for your word. 